Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. A swing and a belt. Left field. Way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions. Celebration starts. The New Jersey Devils for the third time in their history have won the Stanley Cup. The Devils three. The Ducks nothing. Devils Stanley Cup champions. Right through. A pick block by Steve Gleason. It is scooped and scored by Curtis DeLoach. Hi, welcome to Ballpark Bros, the show about sports. That's right. That's Tom. I'm Mike. Eric's hanging around the studio. Hey, yo. Uh, I think Eric's part on this show is officially done until uh, till February. I mean, there's not much baseball going on, man. Yeah, pretty much, unless uh, unless we get some news about guys moving around and such, which there hasn't been a whole lot of yet. That, yeah. that won't start probably for another month or so. Uh, winter meetings, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll start getting some stuff that I might have a thought about. <laughs> Might have and thought here and there. Who knows? Well, for the sports that Eric doesn't care about. Hey, Stanton prefers to be traded to the Dodgers. Oh, that's baseball. So, yeah, look for that to happen. Yeah, because if there's a team that can take on that payroll, it's the Dodgers. When you're worth $3 billion, you know, you got some money to throw around. The only bright side in that scenario for me is that the chances are not likely that they would get Stanton and Martinez. So <laughs> if they're going after Stanton, that might mean that they're not actively pursuing J.D. Martinez, which gives me just the slightest glimmer of hope that at least he might not end up in my division well, and not on my team. There, yeah, but I'd <laughs> rather have Martinez going there than Stanton going there. There are No, no in- you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm not. I think Martinez is a better overall player. He might not hit as many home runs, but I don't think Stanton's going to hit as many home runs in ever again than he did this year either so well there are there are no indications that he that that the Dodgers are actually interested but that's where he would prefer to go oh well then the story is a bunch of horse manure and it probably means nothing <laughs> he, he gave the Marlins a list of teams to be traded to oh gotcha he, he's so yeah he has no trade clause because unless he approves it and so he's given them the teams that he would approve. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. So, because when you hit 30 billion home runs, to, yeah, to, to your, you to get your, to decide. To your point that he may not hit that many home runs again, he only played 74 games in 2015 and hit 27 home runs. So, I mean. Yeah, so he's burnt out. Those two years, those hit, were that. Those were just, it. He just hit too many home runs. I'm calling he doesn't go over 45 another year right now. Wow. Mark it down. That's going to be so wrong. Um, I think if they don't change the... Uh, the manufacturer of the balls and they stay, you know, with that minor alteration that makes them go farther. We're going to see the uh, record broken again, I think. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, what, the record's now 71, 73? 73, 73, I think. Um, it's going to take a lot to get there, but, I, yeah, I, I could see it trending that way. Um, Which will, again, make baseball interesting to more people. Right. And that's, I guess, a good thing. Of course it's a good thing. You guys want to know the truth, or you guys want to see me hit some dingers? <laughs> <laughs> dingers! Yeah, it's sad but true. Uh, um, so, 
on to football. Um, huge shakeups in uh, college football over the weekend. Um, Very big ones, yes. Starting on uh, on Friday, Pittsburgh upset Miami 24-14. to Miami was ranked number two <clears throat> at the time. Oh, and you got to believe that they were upset. Oh, yeah. Like, they must have been pissed about that. I would be, losing to Pitt. 5-7 uh, and seven Pitt. Um, TCU beat uh, Baylor 45-22 to to advance to the Big 12 title game um, where they will face Oklahoma. Uh, UCF defeated... Uh, USF 49-42 to stay undefeated. Uh, they are 11-0 and and have a... Uh, sorry, my mic is being weird. Um, though they should have a uh, championship game next week. Uh, Virginia Tech blanked Virginia 10 to nothing. Auburn upset Alabama 26-14. Only a mild upset as Auburn was at home and has already beaten Georgia this year. Um, yeah, but there, there are teams you'd think are never going to get beaten. Yeah. You pick Alabama every week. I don't matter. Well, actually, so you say that. We didn't do picks this week, and I know it's not fair to say I would have picked because, you know, it's all over with. But I really would have picked Auburn in this game. Um, we didn't do them because of the holiday and everything. Uh, I don't know. I just, I just going on. I, I would have picked Auburn for this game. There are certain things you don't bet against, and Alabama winning football games is one of them. Well, I did, or I would have. Um, Clemson defeated South Carolina 34 to 10 and with numbers 1 and 2 going down Clemson looks to be the number 1 when the uh college football poll comes out tonight even though they lost to Syracuse again and there's an undefeated Wisconsin sitting there yeah well um it said Oklahoma's going to the Big 12 championship game they defeated West Virginia 59 to 31 um Wisconsin did uh finish off the undefeated regular season by beating Minnesota 31 to nothing uh Georgia defeated Georgia Tech 38 to 7. Stanford beat Notre Dame 38 to 20. Uh both teams finished 9 and 3 on the year. And the big one for us around here, not necessarily us, but people in our area, Ohio State overcame an early 14 nothing deficit and defeated Michigan 31 to 20. Yep, that's uh, uh that's about the state of of the OSU Michigan game these days. Yep. Yeah, uh, well, Michigan Mich- gets an early lead and then doesn't score again for the rest of the game. Yeah, Michigan has one win in the last fourteen years now, I believe. Um, and uh, big story in this one: JT Barrett apparently was run into by a cameraman during pregame uh, and aggravated the injury later in the game and was uh, forced to come out. Um, Urban Meyer lost it in the postgame and. Uh, so there'll be a full investigation, and uh, they're looking into why the cameraman was so close, and what you know, what exactly happened. If it was malicious, or which it seems Urban believes it is. Oh, it must be. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but the, all all signs point to Barrett playing in the championship game against Wisconsin. So we'll see. So he's upset that there was a minor injury that didn't affect the outcome of the game at all. Yeah, kind of. Okay. I just wanted to clear that up. I mean, if it was proven to be malicious, he has a point, but I don't think it. I don't know. We'll see. We'll wait for all the uh, wait for all the facts to come out on that one. No, nope. let's drag someone through the mud right now. Um, Penn State defeated Maryland sixty-six to three to finish ten and two on the year. Uh, Washington beat Washington so, State. What? So uh, for one final time this season, I'm going to ask: Why is Maryland in the Big Ten? Well, there were four and eight. There were worse Big Ten teams. I know, but. They were one of the one of the earlier ones to like join. You could call. I mean, you could call out Rutgers. They also finished four and eight. I do call out Rutgers very often. You could call out uh, one of the 
don't know. Uh, you can call out Illinois. They finished two and ten. I'll do that later. Um, uh, Washington beat Washington State forty-one to fourteen, ending Washington State's bid for a place in the Pac-12 title game. Michigan State beat Rutgers forty to seven. I turned this game on for just a little bit uh, in between watching the OSU Michigan game and waiting for Notre Dame to kick off, and there might have been twenty-six people in the stands. Yeah. Might have been 26 people. I'm pretty sure they were just all parents of Rutgers seniors. That's it. Um, LSU beat Texas A&M 45-21. Oklahoma State defeated Kansas 58-17. Kansas finishes 1-11 on the year. That's bad. Um, Yeah, very bad. Um, Memphis beat East Carolina 70-13. They were playing East Carolina. Um, Memphis finishes 10-1 in the regular season. Uh Northwestern defeated Illinois forty two to seven, uh making them nine and three on the year. And Fresno State defeated Boise State twenty eight to seventeen, uh which means they get to do the same exact thing next week. The Mountain West title game is Fresno State at Boise State. Um <laughs> uh, Yeah. So look at uh looking at the at the championship games, um Stanford at USC on Friday. Okay. Or well, not really at um. There they'll be at the Forty Nine ers Stadium out there in Santa Clara. Um, I like Stanford in this game. Uh, I know you know. I don't know Bryce Love. You got eighteen. You know over eighteen hundred yards, sixteen touchdowns. I know Sam Darnold's been better lately. Yeah. Um. Um. So I still like Stanford in this. Yeah. Uh, I just think they they play that same type of football that Notre Dame played, and Notre Dame handled USC very easily. Yeah. And then handled Notre Dame very easily. Yeah. Um, uh, in the AAC championship game, still weird to say, Memphis taking on UCF. Uh, UCF trying to stay undefeated. Um, I, you got to think if they win, they're getting a New Year's Day bowl. If they lose, that'll open the door for you know one of these nine and three teams. Yeah. Um, I think I saw some projections on on the internet the other day. And this just this wasn't just some some rando. This was like an actual website, probably SB Nation. Yeah, uh, you look that up, and I'll continue. Um, down in Jerry World, uh, TCU will be taking on Oklahoma in the Big Twelve Championship game. Um, I I think right now Oklahoma might be the favorite uh, overall to win you know to win it all. That's possible. Um, I can see that. And I, I don't think they're going to have any problem with TCU. Right. Um, okay. Well. They've already made a mistake. They've got Alabama as number four. Alabama's got to drop below. Oh, for that projection? Yeah. Yeah. They can't be in the playoff after having lost this week, you know? Right. Um, well, let's let's finish up with these championship games, and then we'll go into who our top four is right now um, and what we expect going forward. Uh, in the SEC, uh, down at the new Mercedes-Benz Stadium, you got Georgia taking on Auburn. Auburn already beat them pretty handily. Um, you know, Georgia's going to be out for revenge. This one's tough for me. It really is. Um, I'm going to go Georgia just because they will have the probably slightly larger fan base there. Yeah. Um, and the uh, the Mountain West, like we said, Fresno State and Boise State. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll 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 pick that closer too, I guess. Um, I don't. I'd have to do a little bit of research on Fresno State. Yeah. Like, uh, who are they, and who did they play this season? <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to see uh, in the a- in the ACC they got uh, Miami and Clemson. Um, that should be a good game. Yeah, that'll be happening at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. 
Miami comes in 10-1, and one, uh, missing a game that got canceled due to the hurricane. Uh, Clemson comes in at 11-1. Uh, you know, Clemson both lost to inferior teams. Uh, Clemson's loss just happens to have come longer ago. Yeah, um, and that's that'll actually uh, help Miami. I think they're going to be hungrier for a win. I think I would give them the, the win in this game. Yeah. Uh, and uh, in the Big Ten, Ohio State nine and two against undefeated Wisconsin at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indy. I'm going to be in Wisconsin while this game is going on. Yeah, yeah. I'm headed to Green Bay this weekend for the uh, Bucks Packers game with our uncle and our cousin. Um, so yeah, we're going to be up in Wisconsin while this is going on. So this is going to be a little bit crazy. You're gonna you're gonna go to a bar and eat some cheese with the Wisconsin fans? Maybe. I got nothing against Wisconsin, and uh, I do tend to root against Ohio State at every turn. So, And you like cheese. And I like cheese. And I like beer. And that's what they do there. They eat cheese, drink beer, and watch football. I think that's their state motto. Yeah. Um, I do have one note on Boise State. Uh, their quarterback, Brett Rippon. Yeah. Nephew of former Super Bowl winning quarterback, Mark Rippon. Yeah? Yeah. Won the Super Bowl with the Redskins back in the 90s. Was it the 90s? Yes, it was the 90s. Was it that long ago? Man, as far as I'm concerned, 1999 is always like eight years ago. Doesn't matter. I mean, I guess. So we'll we'll have picks on uh, you know all these championship games going forward. Um, you know, maybe we could offer up not only picks, but maybe we can do like little blurbs about why we're going you know going with the team that we are this week, since there are so few games to pick. Yeah. Um, local news: uh, Toledo is in the MAC championship against Akron. Yes. The MAC championship game. Akron. Sorry, I forgot about that, everybody. Yeah, uh, taking on the Zips. Seven and five Akron. Yeah, the MAC East has always been pretty terrible. It's a mess. Um, I'm not sure what the stat on it is right now, but I got to imagine that the West has won quite a few. Well, Toledo's favored by 21 and a half. Good Lord. In the championship game. <laughs> There's a dog Nami happening upstairs. Dognado. Um, yeah, looking at the last time. East one. It had to have been OU. No, actually, it hasn't been that long. Bowling Green's done it twice in the last five years. Oh, oh but Bowling Green was horrifically bad this year. I think yeah. they had two wins. They, yes, they were very poor. Um, so this is Toledo's sixth appearance in the championship game, uh, one shy of tying Northern Illinois, and it is their first one since 2004. Wow. It's been a long time getting from there to here yeah um every single one of northern illinois uh appearances has come since the rockets last appearance <laughs> yikes um as as of all three of central michigan's and uh one of western michigan's um it's good to see toledo back as a as a uh competitive team yeah um, I still, and we'll, we'll get into this more after the championship games have been uh, been played and decided next week. I've preached and preached and preached about how they need to expand the playoff to the 11 conference winners, uh, regardless of prestige of conference, um, and then add in five at-larges to make it to 16. Yeah, because you're going to get a, a team like Toledo who can score at will against pretty much anyone. Right. You know, who might be able to upset someone? Yeah, may, you know, maybe they maybe they come out and you know, first round they get to play a team like UCF and they get past them, and then maybe they get to upset you know a team like Miami or something like that. Yeah, highly unlikely. However, 
it you know I think it would be good for the sport to have the some of these smaller schools in a playoff. If basketball can have 64, 68, 68 teams, sixty eight now sixty eight teams yeah. in their tournament, I think you can expand to sixteen. Yeah, which you know we'll we'll go into that a little bit more when we have examples of what the matchups would be uh, next week. But uh, um, a lot of exciting games coming up. The, I think the one that I'm most excited for, and I think most people are too, is Georgia Auburn. I think that's probably going to be the best game of the weekend. Yeah, that'll be a a hard fought game. Yeah, I'm also looking at uh, Miami Clemson to be a good one. Yeah, obviously. Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to be on the road during Georgia Auburn. I'll keep you updated. Yeah, I would appreciate that. I won't I, if I, I if I, sh- I watch. I probably won't be driving at that point, so uh, updates would be uh, would be greatly appreciated. So I think I'm doing the first leg of the driving, ah. and there's three of us splitting. A, I mean, once you factor in you know pit stops and everything, I think we'll be on the road for about eight hours. That's not bad. But uh, you know, three of us doing the driving. You know, if I had known that the weather was going to swing back up into the 60s, I might have gone with you. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to be, I looked at the forecast two days ago, it's supposed to be like mid-40s at kickoff, and I think the coldest it's supposed to get is like 41 by the end of the game. Obviously that, a lot can change. It's that frozen tundra for you. Yeah, a lot can change between now and then. But uh, So uh, sticking in college football, uh, the coaching carousel is starting to slow down a little bit. Um, a lot of people got off, a few more are getting on right now. Yeah. Uh, UCLA fired Jim Mora and replaced him with Chip Kelly. I think this is a great move. He's a great college football coach. Yeah, um, but he benefited a lot from great recruiting classes he in did. Oregon. I don't think there's any reason he can't do it down at UCLA. I mean, yeah, he's competing it, head-to-head with USC, but... Honestly, somehow, UCLA is a less uh, prestigious destination than Oregon. Yeah. I don't know why. Uh, well, uh, Kelly went 46-7 and in four seasons at Oregon. Um hit four major bull bids, three conference titles, and finished in the top four three times. I I don't know. I got to think this makes UCLA a contender in the Pac-12 in maybe two years. Yeah, I'm. I, he will be an improvement. I just don't expect, you know, 42 and 7 in, in four years again. I, I, I'm thinking like, you know, three, four losses a year yeah. type of thing. At least until they build up their recruits. Right. I, I think we're going to be dealing with a very good UCLA at some point in the near in the very near future. Uh, Florida, the team that everyone says uh, whiffed on hiring uh, Chip Kelly. You know, everybody was talking once they fired Jim McElwain. Uh, everybody was talking about Chip Kelly to Florida. Um, they tell you what, not a bad consolation prize. Uh, they brought in Dan Mullen uh, from Mississippi State, sixty-nine and forty-six overall record. Um, he did a great job with them this year. Yeah. Yes. Uh, um, he's, he's been a great coach for them for a long time. Um, I think Florida, I think they won here. I really do. Uh, yeah, Chip Kelly might have been better, but they still got a very, very good hire in Dan Mullen. Right. I uh, look for them to bounce back. Obviously, you can't get much worse. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think they'll they'll do better next year. Yeah. Uh, Ole Miss took the interim label off of Matt Luke. He will be their head coach going forward. All right. Um. Texas A&M fired Kevin Sumlin. Any replacement yet? Not yet. Mm. Uh, Nebraska fired Mike Riley. Okay. Tennessee fired Butch Jones. Okay. Tried to hire Greg Schiano. Okay. Didn't work? Uh, no. The fan base apparently got upset because of his connection to the uh, Penn State scandal, something that he was cleared of. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, they, apparently they had it all in writing. Everything was set and the fan base blew up. So Tennessee backed off, uh, Shiano right now, coordinator in, uh, at Ohio state. Um, 
He's also a former Rutgers head coach and also coached the Buccaneers in the NFL. Um, I don't know. I think it would have been an all right hiring. Yeah. I mean, not exactly a, a glowing resume there. Right. But, you yeah. know, we we always point out that Bill Belichick coached the Browns. So. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, Arkansas fired uh, Brett Bielema uh, on the field after their loss. That's harsh. Yeah. Man. Uh, no replacement yet. Uh, Arizona State fired Todd Graham. Um he is going to coach the bowl game. They had, yeah, yeah. It is a mutual uh, parting of ways. <clears throat> Apparently, it was uh, decided win or lose before this last game yeah. that he was done. So yeah. he, he went ahead and won. Yeah. You know, he had uh, six seasons, uh, two ten-win seasons in 2013 and 2014, and they even won the Pac-12 South. Um, but this year, uh, this year, what? Uh, Six and six, seven and five. Uh, I can't recall exactly. Seven and five. Seven and five. Uh, you know, deemed not good enough. Um, so Mississippi State now has a vacancy with Dan Mullen leaving. Yeah. Uh, Oregon State also has a vacancy. Uh, South Alabama, Rice, UTEP, um, Kent State, which I think either one of us could do at this point. Oh, yeah. Um, no question about it. So a lot of openings out there. A lot of this will get resolved after conference championship games. Some coordinators might take jobs, uh, you know, all that kind of thing. So your your top four right now. Top four jobs? No, top uh, we've said after oh, all this we're oh, going to do was... our, our college football playoff ranking right now. Top four coaching vacancies. Uh, let's yeah. see. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I, I got to go. Uh, I mean – I want to put Wisconsin number one. So do it. These are your rankings, fool. All right, fine. Wisconsin number one. Um, Auburn, Clemson, Oklahoma. Wisconsin, Auburn, Clemson, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. All right, not bad. Um, I have Oklahoma, Wisconsin, Clemson, Auburn. All right, so our playoff is set. Yeah. It's just a matter of uh, rankings. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's there are going to be a lot of questions about what to do with Alabama, you know, if I mean, I put them down probably at five or six. You know, if if Ohio State beats Wisconsin, what happens to Alabama? Right. Um, if Miami beats Clemson, I mean, if if Ohio State beats Wisconsin, does that give them an extra push for the playoff? Does that push a two-loss team into the playoff? I don't think so. Um, I don't know. You got to look at Ohio State's loss as compared to Alabama's loss. Ohio State lost to Iowa pretty handily. Yeah. Um, and uh, Alabama just lost to Auburn, who you know could be the SEC champion. Right. So I don't know. It's that's when it's going to go to the committee, and that's when things are going to get murky. I don't know if Ohio State has what it takes to get past that. Plus, you know the the SEC bias that there uh, appears to be. It's not really a bias when the teams that that are in it are often undefeated right. or one loss teams. I I don't think there's an actual bias going on. It's just that the SEC has more one loss caliber teams than the other conferences. Right. The problem is that Alabama because of the SEC they actually had kind of a weak schedule this year and it was because of the the teams they faced in the SEC. Vanderbilt, Ole Miss, A&M, Arkansas, Tennessee, you know, the only real tests they faced were LSU, they won 24 to 10, at Mississippi State they won 31 to 24, and at Auburn which they lost 26 to 14. That was, it was a weak SEC this year, so the SEC pedigree isn't necessarily what it may have been in past years, right. or at least theirs isn't because they didn't really play anybody. I mean, the SEC still does come into well, last week uh with six ranked teams. Right. 
But, you know, with, with Florida not being as good this year and Old Miss kind of slipping a, a, a little bit too, that does change things a bit. Right. Let, let's be honest, Vanderbilt and Tennessee were never going to be good this year. Yeah. But, you know, then you look at you look at Ohio State. They also, you know, Rutgers, Maryland, Nebraska, uh, they did beat Penn State. They beat Michi- or Michigan State and they beat Michigan, you know, all ranked teams. Um Indiana at the beginning of the year might be the best five and seven team I've ever seen. Um, yeah, and they'll have the game against Wisconsin. So you know, at the end they'll 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 have a better resume with their wins, and you know their loss will look exactly the same as Alabama's loss at the end. You know that well their their lost Oklahoma will be yeah. So it's whether or not that extra loss to Iowa, uh, you know how much that means. I mean. Iowa's going bowling, so right seven and five. Uh, the, yeah, the Big Ten this year: twelve and zero Wisconsin, Ohio State and Penn State ten and two, Michigan State and Northwestern nine and three, uh, Michigan eight and four, Iowa seven and five, Purdue six and six. So you know half 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 the teams are going bowling. You know more than half. More the than teams. half. Um, so you know it, it it'll be interesting to see what the committee says if that happens. You know if if Wisconsin wins, it's kind of a moot point. Yeah. Um, and I actually I do look for them to pull out a close one against Ohio State. I think yeah. I th- it just feels right. Yeah, well, like I say we'll see, and I'll be watching it with a bunch of Wisconsin fans, so that'll be uh, that'll be a lot of fun <laughs> or a lot of misery. Yeah, well, we'll see. Um, all right, shifting gears to the NFL. Um, Thanksgiving Vikings took care of business in Detroit, thirty to twenty-three. Uh, Detroit thought they had the game tied late on a blocked field goal. Mm. Uh, returned for a touchdown. Only to see that Darius Slay was offsides on the block. Um, after the game, Slay and like two other Lions came out and said that he wasn't offsides. That they still believe he was not offsides and that they got screwed. Are they going to go and look at the tape and come back and say that? See that he was offsides with like five steps? <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. They they don't have a leg to stand on. Um, Marvin Jones for the Lions, six catches for 109 yards and two touchdowns. I, Kate, Kate, they've got their new number one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he's, yeah. he's come on strong. Um, Case Keenum, he's going to hold on to that job until the end of the year. There's no way they put in Bridgewater now. 21-30, 282, two touchdowns. Um, the Chargers absolutely destroyed the Cowboys 28-6. to Phillip Rivers, 434 yards, three touchdowns. Keenan Allen, 172 of those yards and a score. Can I can I point out that uh, Jeff Fisher has no excuses for, for last season in L.A.? Oh, yeah. <laughs> With Goff being... Except you're talking about the wrong L.A. Those are charges. No, I'm stepping back to Case Keenum. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Sorry. No excuses. Case Keenum and Jared Goff both playing like starting quarterbacks. Right. Uh, yeah, no, you're, you're definitely right there. Uh, you know, it obviously was Fisher's program. That was the issue. Um, and in the night game, the one of the ugliest football games I've ever seen, the Redskins beat the Giants 20-10. to 10. Um, On Sunday, uh, Julio Jones beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 34-20. to 20. Uh, uh, Julio had 12 catches for 253 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, one of those touchdowns was a catch from Mohamed Sanu, a man who is um, six of six in his career with three touchdowns. Um, he has a perfect passer rating. Um, the Bengals beat the Browns 30 to 16. Browns are now 0 and 11 on the year. Deshaun Kaiser, he he is looking stronger each week, and it it seems like such an awkward way to put it, but he's. Disproving the notion that they completely screwed up. They screwed up a little bit, yeah. They did. They could have taken Deshaun Watson. Twice. Uh, Yes. Um, But Kaiser is getting stronger, and, you know, Watson had a better surrounding cast in in Houston. 
uh, than Kaiser does in Cleveland. You know, each week there's there are a couple plays where it's like, oh look, Cleveland, they're a real football team. The touchdown from Kaiser to David Njoku uh, last last week against Jacksonville. You know, that was a great drive. Ended in a touchdown. They looked like a competent yeah. NFL team. They put together one drive they in, did. in a game. And you get those flashes from them. But it's also a game in which Jacksonville only put together one drive. It was yeah. bad weather, a lot of turnovers. But every once in a while, they'll give this flash, and Kaiser is usually at the heart of that flash. So good to see him getting better as time goes on. Good to see him not getting beaten and broken by Cleveland. Yeah. Um, Just... I I feel like playing there wears on you a little bit more than other places, okay. even even the other bad teams. It's got to crush your spirit a little. You know, you day. look at uh, you look at uh, a team like the Chargers. At least you get to be in California. Yeah, you know. Although the Chargers, you know, they're just a game back from the wild card and just a game back from the division right now. Yeah. So I mean, those traditionally bad teams. Right. Most of them are are you know a little bit warmer weather. Yeah. Uh, the Titans had to come from behind to defeat the Colts 20-16. to 16. Uh, It was an ugly game. I watched part of it, and I just couldn't stomach it. I had to turn it off after a little while. Um, the uh, Bills defeated the Chiefs. The Chiefs' free fall continues. It's time for Patrick Mahomes. Is it? Yeah. Yes. Is it really? Um, I don't know, because it's, it's really not just Smith. I Kareem know, but... Hunt's production has fallen off. Their defense has disappeared. But the one thing you can do to light a fire under a team is change quarterbacks. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You want to head up to Buffalo and preach that nonsense? Well, considering Patrick Mahomes uh, is their future starter, and the Bills haven't had a starter for 20-odd years, they have said Patrick Mahomes is the future. Yeah, he's the future. So, if your team is struggling now, give him a shot. What's the worst that happens? You lose more games? They, They have a fairly weak schedule coming up. I think you just got to you, you ride it with Alex Smith. I think they're still strong enough to win this division. I, I think there is a turnaround coming. See, you know, I, this, I see the week schedule as the perfect opportunity to install Mahomes. Get him some easy games. Yeah, I mean, I can kind of see that, but again, it's not it's not just the quarterback, so you need to let the team grow as the team it's been so far. I I'm always I'm always against quarterback change to, you know, to spice things up, but I I say it needs to happen. Right. When oh. I mean, when you say that he's the guy of the future, and your team is struggling, at least give him a look. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on what happens in the next week or two. I don't I don't think you do it right now. And they've got a lot of AFC West matchups coming up. Oakland. You think can, it's a bad idea to to throw him in against the division? I do. Oakland can be thrown on. Denver can be thrown on. Alex Smith is going to rebound against these teams. Uh, you know, and Alex Smith knows these teams. Yeah, I, I suppose that's true. Um, I just we all saw this coming, though. It, it was it's Kansas City. They they were going to collapse, right? Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. It, it and the the way the Chargers have been playing while this is happening too, all it, you know, kind of amplifies what's going on in Kansas City. Yeah, I uh, think I think uh, the Chargers now have a decent shot at the division. Oakland too. They're only a game back as well. Um, you know, the only team really out of it is Denver, who have now lost seven straight for the first time in 50 years. But we'll get to that a little bit later. Do we have to? Yeah. Um, Patriots took care of business against Miami, 35-17. to Tom Brady, four touchdowns, two to Gronkowski. Um, I think it was Brandon Cooks uh, jumped on Gronkowski's back for a piggyback ride after one of the touchdowns. Yeah. And when asked about it at the uh, postgame 
presser, uh, Gronk said he wasn't allowed to talk about it. Belichick apparently got mad and screamed at them for the celebration. Uh, Belichick never lets anyone have any fun. Yeah. The uh, Panthers moved to 8-3 and three on the year, defeating the Jets 35-27. to 27. Um, The interesting thing here is that they let the Jets score 27. Right. Man, remember when the Jets were 4-2 and two and people were talking about them as a possible wild card? And... Look, all things even out in the end. Yep. Uh, the Eagles became the NFL's first 10-game winner this season, defeating the Bears 24-3. to three. Uh, Carson Wentz threw for 21-3. 24-3. Mine says 31. Mine says 24. What are you looking at? ESPN. Okay. But if you but if you add up the box, oh my god! If you add up the box score across the quarters, it's thirty one. But the total says twenty four. ESPN, the worldwide leader in sports, folks. If you add it up through the box score, it's thirty one. But the total says twenty four. The worldwide leader in sports. Good lord! Certainly not the worldwide leader in math. Sorry about that, everybody. Thirty one to seven. Some three. Uh, Thirty one to th- three. To three. Sorry. Some some sources can't be trusted. Such as the worldwide leader in sports. I just took a picture of my phone. I'm going to post that later. Unreal. Uh, anyway, Carson Wentz threw for three touchdowns. Uh, Zach Ertz, 10 catches, 103 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Mitchell Trubisky, 17 of 33, 147, and two interceptions. I still don't know what to make of this kid. I think he's going to be a bust, but that's just me. Um, I think it's time to make a change. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh the Eagles, I mean, they look like the favorites in the NFC right now. Minnesota's strong. New Orleans is just as strong. L.A. is strong. But I think the way they're playing on offense and defense, Philly, I think, safe bet uh, if, you know, if you're into that kind of thing. Safe bet uh, for a Super Bowl favorite. Um, I'm thinking if things play out uh, well, you know, like Tom Brady's <laughs> arm falls off or something, then we could see a Philadelphia-Pittsburgh Super Bowl. We could see a Pennsylvania championship. So you got a couple other things to worry about, though, too. You also have to hope that Pittsburgh doesn't face Jacksonville in the playoffs. Well, Jacksonville, they'll lose in the first round to, to uh, New England because New England will be the number one seed because they're going to beat Pittsburgh in the regular season. But then after that game, Tom Brady's arm will fall off. Oh, okay. Oh, that's it, how it's got to play out yeah. for for this to go well. Yeah, so you're thinking in all Pennsylvania Super Bowl right now? I think it's a distinct possibility. It is. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I'm there just yet. I don't. I don't think I'm ready to call anything right now. You know, to make a a revised midseason pick right now because uh, you know, obviously my preseason pick blew up. I don't even remember what mine was. I don't remember what yours was, but I remember that mine was Packers over Texans. Oh, that's gonna go well. That that'll that'll happen. Yeah, get two number six seeds in, in both, the Super Bowl. <laughs> both quarterbacks go down with with in, with injuries that put them out for a good chunk of the season. Um, man, well, I mean, you know, you look at it preseason. That's not a bad pick, but no, that's not something you can really say is not possible. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Seattle Seahawks defeated the Forty ers twenty four to thirteen. So I, I know the the Browns were officially eliminated this week. Were yeah. the uh, were the 49ers also? I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I do know uh, Jimmy Garoppolo got into the game. Yeah. Uh, that's coming out of my computer. Well, turn the volume down. I'm going to. Thank you, Dennis Leary. Uh, you know, we should start doing like, uh, like Weird Al does when he does those fake interviews. Yeah. We should get just like rant like you know Dennis Leary, but just like all the answers, whatever we ask him, he's just giving answers about Ford trucks. <laughs> anyway, Jimmy Garoppolo got into the game. He was two of two for eighteen yards and a touchdown. Um, 
the few 49ers fans that were in attendance. All nine of them? Yeah. Uh, they were cheering when, when Beathard got injured. Yeah, that's pretty Come classless. On. That's that's no. You you wait until he's off the field. Yeah. You wait until he gets up and gets off the field and then you cheer for Garoppolo who's going to leave in free agency. They can tag him, so probably not and they will tag him, so probably not. Um Shanahan did say that uh they're not going to name a starter yet. You'll see by who takes the reps on Wednesday. So. Oi. Yeah. Uh Oakland defeated Denver 21 to 14. It was 21 to nothing. Yeah. Uh, Paxton Lynch went down with an injury. He'll be out for two to four weeks. Uh, gave away to Trevor Simeon, who brought them back, uh, but did throw. I believe he threw an interception. I could be wrong about that. It was on in the bar on a distant television. They have. Their problem is worse than Buffalo's problem. Oh, I'm sorry. The, the interception was Paxton Lynch. Uh, I'm sorry. See, Buffalo has uh, two quarterbacks, and only one of them is moderately good. Um, Denver has three quarterbacks, and none of them are any good. If you'd like to know Denver's problem, uh, it's that their leading rusher had 20 yards, and that was Paxton Lynch. Uh, yeah. Where was... Uh, C.J. Anderson had five carries for 12 yards. Okay, but what about... Um, Devontae Booker, six for 11. Jamal Charles, one for three. I know, but uh, but how do you... Oakland's defense is not that good. Oakland's defense is not your quarterback is your leading rusher good. Yeah, well, apparently they are. Um the Cardinals upset the Jaguars twenty-seven to twenty-four in overtime. Or no, no, they got the kickoff before they went to overtime. My bad. Um, uh, again, watching in a bar, things are far away. Um, yeah, Blaine Gappert, twenty-two of thirty-eight, two forty-one, two touchdowns, beating his former team. Um, good for him. I really feel like he gets a bad rap. He was on some. Uh, Bruce Arians said this a couple of weeks ago. He was on some very bad teams. That Jacksonville team that he played for was terrible. Yeah. And so was the 49ers team he played for last year. Um, so it's hard to pin all that on Gabbert. And he's played well uh, for Arizona so far this season. Um, I still think they need to draft a quarterback. Oh, yeah, probably. Um, you know, on, on the season, he's 44 of 72 for 61% completion. Uh, 498 yards, five touchdowns, three interceptions. So it's not terrible. No. He's, he's done a very good job for being the third-string quarterback thrust into action. So, um, And in what was probably the game of the week, uh, the Los Angeles Rams defeated the New Orleans Saints 26-20. to well, I, uh, I would have had a hard time picking this one because I really like the look of the Rams, but it, it would have been hard to pick against the Saints. Right. Yeah, their offense, uh, you know, it's too much right now. But the Rams held them in check. Um Held Drew Brees to 246 yards passing and held them to 123 yards rushing as a team. <laughs> held um, them to. And, but one of those was a 74-yard run from Alvin Kamara. Yeah. So He racked up big points. Yeah. Um, for L.A., uh, Jared Goff just continues to impress. 28-43, uh, 354 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Um, <clears throat> Cooper Cup, eight catches for 116 yards. Uh, and as we mentioned, Kamara with the uh, 74-yard run, he had 87 total yards uh, on the ground and 101 and a touchdown through the air. It's pretty good. Um, so, you know, that was kind of the matchup of the week coming into things. Um, what turned out to be the game of the week was a game that I did not have high hopes for. I thought your Steelers were going to just destroy my Packers 47-6. to Well, you know Big Ben in these situations. Here's the thing. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. Um, This was not the typical case of Pittsburgh playing down to an opponent. Well, I mean, 
Ben threw that interception early, and I think that really set the tone. Yeah. And it was a bad throw. It was, I mean, it was also a really good play by Randall, too. Yeah, I mean, um, not letting it hit the ground. Yeah. But he shouldn't have tried to force that ball in there. Right. And then, you but, know, that really swings momentum. You know, and that's why I don't I don't think it's necessarily them playing down to the level of their opponent because Ben would have tried to force that throw against the Patriots or the Saints, too. Right. It's um, not, it, it wasn't a, a opponent-specific throw. He does that all the time. No, it's, that's, that's Roethlisberger in prime time. Um but yeah, the that the early interception was a big part of it. Um, you know, the Steelers jumped out to a six nothing lead. They missed the extra point, and then Green Bay came back with two touchdowns in the first quarter. Um, two passes by Brett Hundley, one to Randall Cobb for thirty nine yards, the other a screen pass to Jamal Williams for fifty four yards. Uh, Pittsburgh tied it up before half. Um, Green Bay went up twenty one to fourteen, and then the most boneheaded decision of the entire weekend: Mike McCarthy decides to kick a fifty seven yard field goal at Heinz Field. Yeah. Um, and, he, and Mason Crosby missed badly. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Jason Elam. You don't kick a 57-yard field goal in Pittsburgh. Right. You punt that. Right. And from that point, uh, Pittsburgh outscored Green Bay 17-7 to and won it 31-28. to um, In the dying seconds. Yeah. The, uh, and it, you know, what ifs, whatever. Uh, the NFL botched a concussion uh, thing once again. There was a, no. Yeah. There was a helmet-to-helmet hit on the last drive. I don't know who the defender was. I, it might have been T.J. Watt. I think it was Watt. Um, blasted Brett Hundley right in the side of the head, and the officials didn't do anything. And I, I I, can say I, I, I looked at that play, and I don't think it was intentional. They were both moving really fast. I, I don't think it was intentional he, either. But Neither of them lowered their head. It, he just ran through him, yeah, and there was helmet contact. Yeah, but letter of the law, I would have liked to have seen a flag and a discussion at the very least. Yeah, I do think it should have been a penalty. I feel like Might he'll probably be... get a fine, but right. I would prefer to see the flag on the play rather than the fine. I would too. That's that's how I feel about it too. Um, because I mean that changes the outcome of a game potentially. Right. Yeah, it was tied at that point, and Green Bay could have driven those fifteen yards instead of the negative six that it was on the sack would have been huge. But yeah, you know, that's neither here nor there. You know, Green Bay obviously without Aaron Rodgers is not going to do a whole lot. Right. Um, although Brett Hundley, seventeen of twenty six, two hundred forty five yards and three touchdowns. Um, those those touchdowns though were on sort of long plays. Right. Yeah. I mean the one the one you know you got the the long screen pass to Williams. Right. But you know the other two. He was able to identify the open man quickly and get the ball out when it needed to get out. Yeah, and that actually has been sort of a, an Achilles heel of the Steelers is long throws. Right. I mean, you go back to the uh, the Thursday night game last week um, against the Titans, and they got beat long a few times. Right. So they need to tighten up on that. Yeah, the, uh, the touchdown passes were 55, 54, and 39 yards. So, um, and... Uh, Good, good to see. Uh, he didn't have a lot of yards, but Hundley was able to find Jordy Nelson a couple times. Yeah. Um, uh, three catches for Nelson. Only 11 yards, but it's the first time Hundley's been able to find him, you know, on a regular basis. Right. So. Um, I do. Um, the the typical huge games from Antonio Brown. That, yeah. That's 169 yards, two touchdowns. Right. And Le'Veon Bell, 95 yards on the ground. He did lose a fumble, though. Yeah. But then he had 88 yards receiving. Right. And he is actually, uh, he's over 5,000 rushing yards in his career now. How many seasons? Uh, four. Four, four, five. Less than four? Yeah. I mean, think about the time that he's missed. Right. How few games it's taken him, you know? Yeah. 
Uh, and finally, last night, the uh, Ravens defeated the Texans 23-16. to uh, Baltimore stays in line for a uh, playoff spot. Um, They're going nowhere if, if the offense can't do anything. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a pretty quick exit if they do make the playoffs. Um, so They had 294 total yards. Yikes. That's not going to win you games. I mean, it is against a, a Houston team with no quarterback and, and you know, a just demolished defensive line. You right. know, um, yeah, that poor Houston team. So much promise, and then they lose their two best players. Yeah. Um, well, looking looking ahead, uh, we have a matchup on Thursday Night Football, Washington and Dallas. Um, can't really say I give a crap. Mm. Um, well, I had to get Dallas into the prime time at some point. Right. Um Couple of couple of big matchups to look forward to. Minnesota at Atlanta should be a very good game. Uh, Kansas City first chance to rebound is at New York at the Jets. Um, New York at Oakland. The Giants at Raiders. You think the Giants could uh, get their third of the season? Maybe that's kind of a weird. Like for me, that's one where I look and I'm like, I could see Oakland falling asleep right here, like Kansas yeah. City did two weeks ago. You know, what you want to look out for? New England at Buffalo. Buffalo likes to beat New England. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that they, could be a They like to do it once too. a year. Look for them to play a strong game. I don't know if they necessarily beat them, but yeah. it'll be a close one, I think. Yeah, no, that, that, those are a handful of games where I think we could be looking at some upsets. Um, games where I think we're just looking at really good matchups. Uh, Carolina at New Orleans, that's at 425 on Fox. Los Angeles Rams at Arizona Cardinals, also 425 on Fox. I think those are going to be two fantastic games. Yeah. Um, and Sunday Night Football, Philadelphia at Seattle. How well is this Philly team going to do on the road against an above-average opponent? I know a lot of issues in that Seahawks secondary right now, but they're still a good football team. And they're in one of the toughest stadiums Yeah, in prime time. Yes. So you know the fans are going to be there. Seattle does not lose at home in prime time. So uh, th- this is going to be a serious test for Philadelphia. In the grand scheme of things, it still may not mean much because it's not like they'll have to go back there. Right. Um, I'm going to say that they'll they'll win it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm kind of leaning that way too, but you know we'll see. Uh, we will get picks in this week. We'll just have to get them uh, ready to go before I take off Saturday morning. Um, but we'll uh, get into those and we'll see where we do finally land on that game and you know the Carolina New Orleans game, which I think is going to be probably the game of the week. Um, yeah, that and that could end up deciding that division. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. You know, uh, Carolina only a game back in New Orleans at this point, right? Or are they tied? They're tied. So is it a half game by tiebreaker? I think so. Okay. So um, we're getting into the exciting part of the season. It just seems like all the big matchups are still a little ways off. Yeah. It's, you know. Steelers-Patriots. That's the one I'm really looking forward to this year. Uh, that's that's the one that the entire league is looking forward to. Yeah. Um, so I know we've spent a lot, a lot of time on, on football. Um, unless there are any really big uh, NHL notes that you want to hit on, uh, I think it's just going to be a football show today, and we may move on. Um, well. I do have in the NBA, uh, Tony Parker came back last night uh, for the San Antonio Spurs. Um, good to see him come back from that injury. Yeah. Um, uh, did they win? Yes, they did. They defeated the Mavericks 115 to 108. Parker played 14 minutes, scored six points, and had four assists. So good little comeback game for them. Um, you know, nice to see him back and getting it going. Pagasol scored 25 also for, uh, for San Antonio. 
they really do know how to bad. get the most out of their out of their uh, older guys. Yeah. Um, also of note in the NBA, Derrick Rose is now away from the Cavaliers, uh, evaluating his future in basketball. Honestly, I think at the end of this year we see him retire. Yeah. Well, we might see him retire right now. I mean, he he is he's contemplating what to do, and uh, the injuries are taking a toll on him mentally now. Yeah. I know he's still got that uh, that big shoe deal that he would be losing out on if he retires. Right. Yeah. That. Yeah. That all goes away. Um, I, th- I think point. I saw somewhere it was around eighty million dollars that Yikes. he would lose out on. So that is a lot of money. I mean, I know he's probably not exactly hurting for cash, given that he has gotten at least part of a massive shoe deal. But eighty million. You don't walk away from eighty million dollars. Right. Yeah. Even if you're the twelfth man. Uh, I don't care who you are. You know. Right. Um. It's just it's it's just rough to see, you know, all the all the issues he's had with injuries throughout his career. You know, maybe it is time to walk away or maybe go play in a less physical league. I mean he's he's said that he wants to be able to walk when his career's over. Right. And I think I don't think we see him back this season, but I don't think he announces his retirement until after the season. Yeah. Uh you may be right. Um I I'm kinda leaning that way too. Um I do have one NHL note. I don't know what you may have had. Uh, Vegas is now atop the uh, Pacific, leading Los Angeles by two points, having played two fewer games. Yeah, they're uh, they're for real. Um, I just had one little sort of thing. Um, the other night, uh, the New Jersey Devils had their hockey fights cancer night, and obviously Brian Boyle, you know, fighting cancer was a big part of it. You know, with the with the pregame and all that stuff. And then he goes out and and in the game he uh, he scores a goal and sort of in 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 the uh, one of the pregame interviews he did he said that he's obviously he's been trying to separate you know the the personal stuff from the from the hockey um, but he said he that he would have liked to score a goal and then he goes out and did it and that 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 man has sort of been very inspirational yeah this oh, yeah. season. That's you know you you put him in now and he, I mean he's he's played while battling and everything you put him in with with a guy like John Lester now who did you know did a very similar thing yeah early on um, yeah no it, it's very inspirational story and really good to see him you know get back into it and and be a competitive force in the league still yeah and it's not you know it's part of this is that he's he's on the Devils and I'm I've been you know seeing a lot of him but you know. It's a really inspiring story. Right. And then when, when he celebrated the goal, um, he skated over and, and hugged Will Butcher, who, who gave him the assist. And it looked it honestly looked like a father and son out there. Because <laughs> Brian Boyle is six foot six and Will Butcher is five foot ten. Right. Yeah, but Butcher is a tiny, tiny guy. Um But yeah, that's that's really all I had on the on the hockey. We'll have to next week I think we'll have to do a sort of a quarter season wrap up right we we could have done it this week since we are sort of at the quarter season we just had so much football with there's a lot going on it's all the college and the big matchups in the nfl it's the busier time of of the of the season for sports yeah um we are going to close things out today with college basketball uh really quickly um i'm gonna go first i'm gonna go back to uh yesterday um it's still early on in the season uh teams are about seven or eight games in and they've got these weird invitational things and all these tournament whatever deals they do. Yeah. Um, Duke ranked number one uh, defeated Florida eighty-seven to eighty-four in the PK eighty motion. Uh, Duke is eight and zero. Florida now five and one. 
Uh, and Michigan State defeated North Carolina. Michigan State rated, ranked number four, NC uh, number nine. Uh, final score 63 to 45. Both teams are 5 and 1. Um, number 16, Texas A&M defeated USC, uh, ranked number 10, 75 to 59. Um, and uh, on Saturday, this might be my favorite story of all time. Alabama uh, was forced to finish their game against Minnesota with just three players. Now, I'm not too familiar with basketball, <laughs> but the one thing I do know is that there's more than three players on the court. Yes. Uh, they had to finish three versus five. Um, they played ten minutes of three on five after Dante Gall, Alex Reese, Daniel Giddens, uh, Avery Johnson Jr., and Herbert Jones were ejected for leaving the bench during a fight. Uh, shortly thereafter, Dazon Ingram followed out, and right after that, John Petty left the game with an injury, forcing them to play three-on-five. Uh, the most ridiculous part of this, uh, Colin Sexton and his 40 points almost led Alabama back for the victory. Uh, they lost 89-84 to while playing 10 minutes of basketball with just three players. I 10 minutes, and they almost came back. Well, I guess you don't really ever game plan against playing against three people. So I'm sure they got some odd looks, you know. Yeah, it's... It's like your entire game plan is is set against going five on five. There's never a situation when you should be going five on four or five on three. Right. Um, The the other players on the floor uh, with Sexton were uh, Herb Jones and um, Riley Norris. Uh, the other two out there with them. Or no, I'm sorry. No, Herb Jones was, was one of the ejected players. Just look at the uh, at the playing time chart, and whoever's got 10 more minutes than the rest of them. Uh, sorry, uh, Galen Smith was was the other player. Um, but, wow, talk about an effort. That's You don't ever want to take moral victories, but i got to feel like that's one you do take. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when you've only got three guys on the court, what does your game plan become? Do, do, for me, I think you just you rush down the court, shoot off a shot, run back and defend. Uh, the defense is all about rotating and playing in a zone. Right. Uh, that's. I mean, that's how regular basketball right. works, anyway. Well, I mean, not always. You, you do have man-to-man defenses, but it, there, there's much more and much larger rotations in a situation like this. Right. And it's it's rotating pretty much any time the ball moves. Yeah. You're moving. Um, as for uh, on offense. It opened up the floor a little bit. Yeah. I mean, look, you're going to go down and, and you've got, you know, three options. Pass to one guy, pass to the other guy, or shoot. You're not going to get through five defenders, especially when they can triple team you. Right. Yeah. No, so that's... I think you just run down, you set up, you shoot a three every time. <laughs> just every single time. Shoot a three and then run back and defend. Yeah. I, you know, not exactly the way they played it, but. Right, that's that's assuming you're. you're Top three point shooter isn't one of the ones ejected. Right, right. Um, yeah, that just when I when I first read the article, I was kind of in disbelief, and I sent it to the guys, and uh, they were also in disbelief. But yeah, that's probably my favorite story from the sports world over the weekend. It's a it's a wild one. Um, so before we go, I, um, when I go on these longer trips, uh, pretty much anywhere, but you know specifically to sporting events, I, I tend to make a list of everything I need to take with me. Uh, and being that I'm going to Green Bay this week, I uh, my list was a little bit longer just for the warm weather stuff, just in case, even though it is supposed to be in the 40s. You know, I'm still going to take extra pair of socks and whatever, just in case I need them. Uh, I got the list done, and I'm looking at it. Something is missing. What is missing? Phone charger's on there. 
Uh, Book to Read is on there for, you know, late at night after we get back. And I uh, cannot figure it out. Cannot figure it out. I, I, read, I read the thing about 30 times. I almost forgot to put tickets on my list. You're going to need those. I was, about to ta- I was about to take a seven and a half hour drive. That should have been the first thing oh, on your man. list. Nope. Completely forgot to write down tickets on my checklist of things to take. Phone, keys, wallet, tickets. That would have been that would have been Tom overnighting me tickets uh, with guaranteed delivery by 9 a.m. <laughs> to a hotel. Yep. So, all right. Well, I do believe that is uh, all the time we have for this week. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Thank you all for listening, and uh, provided I make it back in a timely fashion, we will talk sports at you next week.